morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and the incomparable Alex Houston, also joining us today, welcoming you into the show. We are broadcasting live from the WEGL studios here in the Harold Belton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. As always, we are broadcasting live on WEGL 91.1 FM, as well as WeagleFM.com via the Information Superhighway. We're also on podcasts, so if you can't make it to either of those streams, the podcast is absolutely available to you. However you are joining us today, we thank you for doing so. Once again, we are broadcasting live from the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is 41 degrees and sunny, so I hope you are out there enjoying this weather on this fine Thursday morning. It is nearly the weekend. It is the show finale for us today for this week, so we will be back on Monday morning, but we still got an hour of fun to get to for today. As always, I'll ask Davis, how are you doing today? A little tired, but good. That is excellent news. Um, We are excited to have you here with us today. We've also got Alex, as we are wont to do on a Tuesday and Thursday show. Alex, how are you feeling today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this week's flying by fast like every week. It's kind of, yeah. the semester's flying by. It is unbelievable how quickly, you know, the days are long, but the weeks are short. Yes, that is exactly right. I mean, you, you blink and you miss it. But, I mean, it's already Thursday. We're already fast approaching the end of basketball season, if you could believe that. Indeed. I mean, we're really getting down to it. I think Auburn only has four home games left. So. That is correct. So, I mean, if you haven't made it out to Auburn Arena for this historic season, I would uh, highly recommend getting your spot in line for one of the four home games we have left here in uh, the newly christened uh, Auburn Arena. I guess we can, we can jump right in with that. It was announced on Tuesday morning that Auburn Arena would be changing its name effective at the beginning of March to Neville Arena. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really care. Day. Oh, well, that too. Yeah, I think it's funny. There's a lot of iCarly memes sent around, but like a lot of people got really in their feelings about that, and I don't really understand it personally. I mean, one one argument was uh, it was the only building on campus that wasn't named for somebody else. It was uniquely Auburn's, as if every building on campus is named. And then other people were arguing as if every other camp- building on campus is named after a donor. I'm not sure they knew who Jordan or Hare is, but they, they weren't donors, just, just to clarify to everyone out there. I mean, it could be worse. We could be the KFC Yum Center or, better yet, Bud Walton Arena, which is named after the guy who runs Walmart. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't think it's the end of the world. And it's not like the, I mean, you know, I've seen all those videos of the Nevilles at the basketball games hanging out with the student section. Seems like, you know, they're genuine basketball fans, not just people who wanted to donate money and get their name on a building. I mean, they donated $20 million. It's the biggest single donation ever given in the history of Auburn Athletics. So, I mean... As far as I'm concerned, good on them. And I mean, you know, they'll probably either end up hyphenating the name for Bruce, honestly, or they'll make it Bruce Pearl Court, or they'll put Sonny Smith's name involved somewhere there. I don't know. But I mean, I just don't think it was the end of the world, as a lot of people said. But what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of buildings that are on campus that are not named after anybody, including but not limited to Biological Research Facility, Parking Deck, South Donahue, and the ever popular district energy plant. True. So, true. I, I think I think it's uh, stands among among giants as as an unnamed building, but it's now joining the ranks of, of some of our more 
our more popular buildings, like like Hotel Dixon Conference Center and Parking Deck South College Street. I do think the timing was rather terrible because, as we know, uh, yeah. the PR for Board of Trustees members and big-time donors is at an all-time low right now. And by all-time low, I mean, like, cataclysmic low. I don't Great. think there's a person... Great Depression levels. I, I don't think there's a person that actually really has a positive thing to say about the Board of Trustees at this current juncture. So that, I understand. But, I mean, other than that, like, you know, I mean... Neville Arena, I'll just call it the arena. That's kind of what I always refer to it as anyway. I, I never said, all right, guys, are we going to Auburn Arena? I just called it the arena because, you know, it is the arena. I don't know. Like, I mean, people don't call the Coliseum the Birdies Memorial Coliseum. They call it the Coliseum. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't really. You know, it's about the public consciousness. I guess, yeah, yeah. The court of public opinion. I guess so. I guess so. What's, so. what's that big, tall building in Chicago? It used to be Sears Tower, but it's not that anymore. I would have just said. What Sears is it Tower. now, Alex? I because I thought Sears like went belly up. So the Sears Tower. It's called no. It's called the Willis Tower now. Yeah. Told you. Boom. Formerly. Well, what do you call? What would you call it? I, See, he didn't even know the name. Ah, I would I call it the Sears Tower. I would have called it me. the Sears Tower as well. Um, let's see. Famous renamings. I know uh, Milwaukee's uh, baseball stadium recently renamed. What is it now? Well, what was it? Is what the important. What was it? Let me let me go it ahead. Was, it was Miller Park. Yeah, you know, it's no longer that. You can't, get, oh. you can't get more Milwaukee than Miller. It's now American Family Life Insurance Park. Bruh, what in the world? The yeah. I'm just saying there is no there is no worse thing than the corporate naming of stadiums and arenas, in my opinion. At least this is you know, two genuine Auburn fans who just put had had their name put on it. Compared to again the KSC Yum Center and or you may, any name of any stadium like that isn't Wrigley or Fenway or Yankee Stadium, really. And I know you guys aren't big hockey fans, but the very iconic Detroit Red Wings stadium, Joe Louis Arena, was recently demolished, and they now play in the Little Caesars mm. Center. Awesome. But, but I think I think many Red Wings or fans would still refer to that as the Joe. I mean, what? I like Little yeah. Caesars. I mean, I like Little Caesars too, but I got I got a whole other issue with people tearing down old stadiums. That's a whole separate uh, debate for another time, I suppose. Mm. Houston Legion Field, maybe in the future. I'm sure we should just leave up all the old stadiums for Alex's. No, not all of them, obviously. But like, there's a there's a, so many places to pay, play sports. No, Davis, that's not what I mean. But you're just gonna, you know, <laughs> misconstrued my argument as everybody you do. Knows, everybody knows what you mean. I'm just making a joke. Uh-huh, uh-huh, how much? Uh-huh. How much money do you think I'd have to donate to the university to get my name tacked onto this facilities equipment pole barn over here on Lim Morrison Drive? Hmm. I imagine it's not much. Two hundred thousand. The B Laboratory. Two hundred, probably a bigger, bigger check. What about the seed facility? The risk management and safety building. What do you think we? What do you? How much money do you think we'd have to donate to make it to make the bullpen the uh, Carl bullpen instead of just the bullpen? I'm just saying. Man, that uh, that's that's between that's between us uh, <laughs> us and the university right there. Yep. I guess so. All right. Well, that is the the big the big news that uh, I, it was very weird to see that kind of sweep across campus Tuesday morning because it was. One out of nowhere, and two received a very visceral reaction that I wasn't uh, expecting. Like usually, this stuff happens, and eh, it's just it's just whatever. But people were just spitting mad about this one. Again, but, that- yeah, I am I am glad to see. I think it, while it does come at a weird time, considering all the scrutiny from the current board of trustees situation, I think a lot of people quickly bounced back and showed that um, the Nevilles were just you know they look like they look like Auburn men and women. That have fun at the basketball games and are going to keep their nose out of recruiting. So, 
That's a key, key detail, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, you know, they people were showing videos from the Alabama game where they were, like, dancing and jumping around with the student section there, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they, then, um, I mean, they don't sit in front of where I sit at the basketball game, so I haven't interacted with them very much, but they have an awesome picture with the jungle from uh, from the whiteout game, the Bama game. And then, I don't know, if any, if any of the people that sit in front of us on the floor seats uh, were, were having that arena named after them, I wouldn't be too upset. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, like, I'll, I actually did notice them during the Bama game before I knew who they were, specifically, because yeah. they were always high-fiving that, the uh, students after every... Uh, that's, that scarf is hard to miss. That also, very good point. Very good I, point. I initially, when, when I heard it was one of the people that sit floor side, I really hoped it was the guy that rolled up to the Alabama game in an all-white blazer with a tiger print shirt underneath now that that is a good fit. that is an auburn man all right with that we are going to head to a quick break we want to remind you if you want to contact the show we are available at cdiscau on twitter that's at c-d-i-s-c-a-u on your twitter platform of choice i got my notifications right here so if you send me one it'll pop right in my inbox we also got a phone number just 334-844-9345 we also have three phone numbers as i learned yesterday and um, i'll give those out if necessary um Keep it right here on 91.1 and WeagleFM.com. You're listening to Compact Discourse with the Thursday crew. It's Alex, it's Davis, it's Jack. We'll be back in two minutes with the rest of the show. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. And WeagleFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Carr. We are broadcasting from high atop the Haley Center here on the campus of Auburn University. Thank you for choosing to spend your morning with us here on the radio airwaves. I am joined by Alex and Davis, two halves of WEGL's favorite movie podcast. Um, I heard you guys talking about it before the show. X-Men, is that, what I've, is that what I'm hearing? That's what we did last week, and then this week we've got a special Valentine's Day episode that we'll be releasing tomorrow. Oh my. And then, of course, as you know, Jack, next week, stop it, we, okay. will, <laughs> we will be recording, finally, a Pirates of the Caribbean, though technically the movie's pronounced Caribbean. Uh, podcast with you, Jack, as our special guest. It's going to be a fun time. Oh, is that so? Well, I mean, we said, Jack, you want to do the Pirates of the Caribbean episode, and you said, you absolutely. You best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. Yeah, well, I'm in one now, apparently. So. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, mm-hmm. Back-to-back uh, Bill Nye weekends. I believe this is, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does it, that, that will make, in the last Alex, two do episodes, it, do, it, do it. we've done, no. Do it. No. We've done. Do you feel death. We've done six movies, and Bill Nye's been in four of them. Okay. Over the last two How episodes. How many has Kira Knightley been in? Uh Oh, also mm. four. Whoa. Four. Yeah. She was in, oh yeah. Love Actually, all, and then yeah. all three. Bill okay. Nye's only in the first two. Or second, or the last two, I mean. Yes. And no, we're only doing the original trilogy because the other ones don't count. I'll discuss that more when we get to that. Uh, episode, well, of course. The line in the sand has been drawn. Yes, it has, and it will remain. All right, well, we're looking forward to that. Um, that is uh, your show. It comes out on day of the week. At, Friday. At, at time. At noon. Okay, great. Ba-boom. Um, all right, well, we'll jump right back into the situation unfolding here on the campus of Auburn University. It is an interesting time to be an Auburn fan, as uh, your your Auburn Tigers are number one for now. Um, they may not be later on. Uh, 
in the next week or so as they lost to Arkansas on Tuesday night. But for now, and until Monday at 11 a.m., they will be your number one team in the land. Um, so that's what's going on in basketball. We got A&M coming to town on Saturday morning. That's an 11 a.m. tip-off for all of you uh, Jungle Village residents. Uh, although there will be festivities beforehand as College Game Day, ESPN's uh, little little song and dance before the best game on a given weekend uh, takes place. And that'll kick off. I think that's 10 to 11 on Saturday morning. So if you are... Go into the game, you will get into the game a little early to get into game day and experience the fun there. Indeed. So. I do hope they don't camp out, but if they do, I'll be there yet again. There oh, you go. Bra- brave soldier, Alex. You should get a media pass, Alex. My, let you my tribe has left me. I, I'm the last of my uh, clan to be in line. It initially started with five people, and now it's down to just me. You Last know, week, somebody said, I really uh, respect that you're here despite knowing no one. And uh, my friend said that was just him saying I was crazy, but in a nice way. And I probably yeah, I think that's probably the truth. But, you know. Bless your heart. It's been a good time. Yeah, so that's what we're looking forward to in the land of basketball. There's a lot to get excited about. Uh, a place where there's not a ton to get excited about is Auburn football, where currently Ooh. we are just in a, just a weeks-long battle. <laughs> trying to figure out what the heck is happening. We're in a blizzard. With our coach. So, uh, Brian Harson, it's, it's been reported for, I think, the last four consecutive days that today he will be fired and nothing has happened yet. So Yes, it has. And the latest reporting comes from a variety of sources, two not even specifically from Auburn. You've got Bud Elliott, who is a writer or a – podcast director for football and recruiting at 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports and runs the Cover 3 podcast. He broke the news yesterday discovering a brand new Auburn policy that is on sites.auburn.edu slash admin, all that nonsense. It says employee duty to cooperate policy. The policy statement reads as follows. Auburn University, Auburn University at Montgomery, Alabama Cooperative Extension System and Alabama Agricultural Experiment Station University employees have a duty to cooperate with university investigation and reviews. The university conducts a variety of investigation and reviews in order to ensure compliance with applicable laws, regulations, and policies, and to otherwise ensure the integrity and proper functioning of the university. Employee cooperation, cooperation in these reviews is essential and mandatory. And it all seems pretty standard, like something every university would have, as Justin Hokinson and um, Bud Elliott pointed out, except the effective date reads... February 8th, 2022, awesome. which tends to imply that the policy was created on February 8th, 2022, or created in the days preceding and officially made effective. Now, you're all wondering... Could it that they could have amended it, possibly? True, true. The po- there is a possibility they amended the wording to specifically address a certain issue, because now the collective rumor and speculation is because in Brian Harson's contract, at least according to Justin Hokinson, one of the... Uh, things one of the like lines says you must comply with all university rules and policies or you will be fired with cause. So that allows you to fire somebody with cause because the collective rumor to this day is that Auburn University is looking to fire Brian Harson with cause so that they don't have to pay his eighteen point three million dollar buyout. So with this new policy, you could say Harson stayed in Mexico and didn't cooperate with the investigations because he was on vacation wherever he was. I don't think it was Mexico. It was Mexico? Was. Oh, okay, it was. I didn't know that. Um, so with that, 
the idea is this would allow the university to fire him with cause. Though Brandon Marcello at 24-7 Sports, former Auburn undercover reporter, says that Harson is still planning on going to the coaches' conference in Birmingham on Thursday, which is today. Awkward. Indeed. This is a complete and utter mess. And the worst thing is you don't know what's the truth right now. You know, you don't know what to believe or who to believe. We still have an entire an entire story about an inappropriate relationship that never got off the ground. It didn't happen. I know it didn't, but it's just crazy that thing spread like wildfire and then nothing else came of it. Ever. So yeah, right now, that's what looks like the uh, consensus. And again, a violation of that policy may result in termination with cause, as Hokinson says. So yeah, that... Um, that's what's happening. Oh, yeah. No, it says even here in uh, in Section 8, the sanctions do say uh, violations of this policy may result in disciplinary action up to and including termination. So, yeah. Um, it looks like a little bit of CYA action from the university. CYA? Yes. I don't think he can say it. It's the reason he's... It's uh, covering one's posterior yes. from... Uh, Oh. From, from, from I just gotta say, nobody's gonna wanna gonna come wanna wanna gonna wanna going, gonna wanna they, gonna wanna come going coach to here. want to going to want to come coach here when this is the dumpster fire with our current coach. I mean, this is a complete and utter joke, and it all stems from the Kevin Steele controversy of last year when Gus Malzahn was fired. Because again, while there are no confirmed reports of anything ever, because everything's anonymous source here, one guy said this. The collective rumor and story there is that the university wanted to fire Gus Malzahn and put in Kevin Steele as head coach because Kevin Steele had gotten all, you know, uh, close with the board of trustees and had sort of worked his way into say, hey guys, put me in charge or whatever. And they liked him, so they wanted to do that. And then when the plane went public and the public naturally reacted so negatively to it, Kevin Steele ran and the board of trustees was like, uh oh. We, we don't have a backup plan because we didn't come up with anything besides plan A. So then Auburn didn't have a plan to get a coach. Then Alan Green took over. They took Harson, And apparently Harson doesn't really care about what the Board of Trustees says. And they don't like that. So now we're here. Ugh. Because the reality is you can say whatever you want about anything in regards to last season. But a 6-7 and seven season is not the worst way to start your tenure at Auburn at all, mind you. For reference, Pat Dye started five and six. I think Tommy Tuberville also started five and six. I even think uh, Ralph Jordan also started at five and six. I'm going to have to double check to confirm that. But the idea that last year was such a terrible year that all that actually he started five and five, and then and then he was two and eight the very next year. Mm-hmm. So the idea that this is suddenly such a fireball thing because last year was so terrible is ridiculous. Yeah, Bo Nix doesn't break his le- break his ankle. I mean, I want to take. Do they a, not win out? I want to take you into a time machine. <laughs> Everyone's wearing orange. It's a night game. We're in Jordan Hare Stadium. Auburn University has just defeated the Ole Miss Running Rebels in football. They are what six, six and one. Six and one. Probably jumping into the top ten. Just got a top 10 win, even. Yeah. And uh, all the optimism in the world. Hmm. Does, that, does that feel like four months ago? Nope. With the state we're in right now? Not even close. Just insanity. It is. It's, uh, I'll, I'll borrow a line from Josh Pate. Uh, it's possible to love a program to death. 
and that's what's happening here. I think <laughs> yes. I, I completely agree. That was a great. That was a great, great uh, video there by Josh Pate. I completely concurred with what he said. I mean, it's just we got an oligarchy going at Auburn. It think about it. Think about that. It really is I'm insane. Gonna get, I'm going to get fired with calls because now. here's the thing. You can talk about what rumor come from an anonymous source. Brian Harson himself said that the university would not tell him how he could negotiate his contracts. Imagine this, Davis. Imagine I'm running a business and I want to hire you. But then my boss says, I cannot tell you how much I can pay you. Would you come work for me if I said, I don't know how much I can pay you, but just come work here? Probably not, no. No, because that's dumb. Much like telling your head coach, we won't tell you how much money you can pay your assistants, but go hire some assistants. And then go, you know, all your assistant coaches left. This seems like you're doing a bad job. What in the world? I mean, at that point, and again... This is all rumor, hearsay, back and forth. That's what Brian Harson said, and I'm going to choose to believe him on that front because he didn't say that as he ran out the door. He said that as he's still here, you know what I mean? He didn't burn the bridge after he had gone because then, you know, that's, that's the whole disgruntled employee type thing. That, whether that, how that story is informed is always a thing. But in here, he said it and then came back, and he's here right now. So, I mean, I just I don't really understand what the point of that is. And, I mean... You got, you got a lot of controversial things going on. You got Derek Mason taking such a large pay cut to go elsewhere. I don't know what the story is there, but I don't know if that's firing for cause. You know what I mean? Or maybe they just didn't get along. I mean, yeah. yeah. They, if, like, if the team is 3-9 and nine next year and they're terrible, then yeah, maybe you got more reason. But 6-7, and seven, when your starting quarterback breaks his ankle... And you're playing against two teams that are in the national championship, one team that just... Secured the best recruiting class ever. Exactly, and it's 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 a tough place to win. I mean, they're a Bo Nix injury away from finishing the year nine and three. Let's not like kid ourselves here. Or wait, no, eight and four. Actually, sorry, that's a mistake on my end. Eight and four looks a whole heck of a lot better than five and seven. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, it's just you know, it is what it is. But such is life as an Auburn fan. As I've seen so many people say, this got nothing on Jetgate. I don't really, I didn't live through the Jetgate, but I don't know about that. It's, it was a whole. I'll explain in the commercial break, but it was it was chaos. Yeah, all right, that's what we're dealing with today. Welcome to the jungle, ladies and gentlemen. Auburn sports. Uh, to quote the great Justin Lee from OA News, Auburn has never played a normal game in any sport ever, and that applies to coaching changes as well. I would say so. We're going to head to a quick break. When we return, uh, lots of news to get to, including uh, little sports news, little Washington Commanders news for Alex, and we've also got a new Wii Sports game coming out. The greatest selling game of all time has a sequel, and we're going to talk about it here in just a bit. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hardy, alongside Davis Carroll and Alex Houston coming at you live on a Thursday morning. Hope you enjoyed the secret 8.30 a.m. song for those of you listening on the radio and web live stream. With that, we will jump right back into the show. We'll hit the weather real quick, uh, although it was a very nice day outside. It looks like that will continue. As uh, currently in Auburn, Alabama, it is 41 degrees and quite sunny outside, so um, no chance of rain today. 44 degrees is the feels-like temp. I don't know about that. Uh, go stand out in the sun. You will be quite quite comfortable indeed. 
Sun's going to set at 5.23 p.m., one minute later than it was yesterday. Going to be a beautiful weekend here on the Plains, 68 degrees and, and sunny today, Friday, and Saturday uh, with lows in the in the 40s. So going to be a great day out in the sun, so it should be nice weather for standing out in line for that basketball game. We'll be a little chillier on Sunday and Monday, the mid-50s. Uh, potential to go below freezing with the low, but I don't think it will get to that point. And that is what your weather is looking like right now in Auburn, Alabama. So it's, it's a, it's, you know, all things considered for the middle of winter, it is a quite a nice uh, situation weather-wise. All right, we're going to jump right back into the show. We got plenty to get to. Uh, shall we, shall we talk about Jonathan Allen? <laughs> I guess we can. I guess we can. Heck yeah. Let's Jonathan, talk about Jonathan it. Jonathan Allen had a little bit of an oopsie on Twitter yesterday. It um, happens. He he did he he did an impromptu AMA. He just said, "Ask me anything." Um, this guy Nick, whose uh, whose profile picture is him and his lovely family, he says, "You can have dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who are you inviting?" Jonathan Allen, an hour later, hits back, "My granddad, Hitler, and Michael Jackson." Spells Michael wrong. Doesn't use an Oxford comma. Didn't really proofread this one. I think. Um, it's a crazy dinner. Yeah, it would. Nick comes back, two of the three I understand, but please explain Hitler, shocked face emoji, laughing face emoji. Jonathan Allen, he's a military genius, and I love military tactics, but honestly, I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. I'm also assuming the people I've chosen have to answer all of my questions honestly. Oh, well. So pick, pick him up and move him, Jonathan if, Allen. If, if I may, on, on a couple fronts, one, the, the mention of Hitler distracts from the choice of Michael Jackson, by the way. Mind you of all the many things or that come it, out it in recent years. It might not be the, the musician Michael Jackson, because he spelled it like Michel. I, it was Michael Jackson, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, as, for, as for Hitler, the, what, what might be worse is the justification of Hitler as a quote-unquote military genius, which... As many people refuted it on Twitter, and if you do look through history, he was not. Political genius, you could argue that statement, sure, because he convinced an entire country to do one thing for him, right? Like, that, that is an argument to be had. But, like, militarily, he made more mistakes than anything. He had a lot of very talented generals behind him, but he also said, yeah, let's invade Russia with nothing. And then they all froze death, and he was like, how'd that happen? So, I mean, yeah, not really. Military genius is not... I mean, you could interview one of the many, many generals of World War II, but Hitler's definitely not the one to ask questions about military strategy because he blundered constantly. If I'm interviewing someone for their military prowess, I'm choosing like Alexander the Great or something. Or like Patton from World War II, for example, or like even Rommel. Like, there's Fred- so many options. Frederick the Great? I'm Frederick the Great. I need to know what all these oblique tactics were all about. Like, True. there's so many options even from that war alone. You could ask Eisenhower how we planned the whole D-Day invasion, Like, but like... The guy who sent his army undersupplied to the coldest place in all, in all of Europe and then go, uh-oh, let's just besiege Stalingrad for a year, which didn't work, by the way, because, you know, they lost. Like, he's not that guy. Like, all right. Just funny times. Full journalistic integrity. He did apologize. He true, tweeted true, earlier. True. I tweeted something that probably hurt people, and I apologize about what I said. I didn't express properly what I was trying to say, and I realized it was dumb. All right, so big play to crow for Jonathan Allen, but it's better than a... Better than the alternative. Better than the strength so. coach that tried to justify it. <laughs> Which what was yeah, that? That was like a year ago. And oh well, yeah. Dinner with it. <laughs> um, you just want to pick his brain. So uh, 
Yeah, maybe he'll share some of his like his. What are you picking his brain about? Special pills with Um, (laughs) What do you mean, Davis? So a great start to the Commanders era, Um, Alex. We I I know I'm gonna. (laughs) This is lighting a match, but Uh we we had a little bit of gasoline. We had a little bit of time. Uh, what the NFL is investigating the commanders? I'm just gonna go ahead and sit back. This was one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in the history of ever. So I think I cannot remember uh, the full the the person's full name, but it was I'll just call her Miss Johnston because that's probably like that I, that was her last name. So she testified in front of Congress that Daniel Snyder sexually harassed her, uh, including I think in the story it was grabbing her leg in some sort of way. Which was which was suspect. So then Snyder, of course, posts a statement saying, uh, "My sympathies are with the victims, but also I vehemently deny all these accusations." I'm like, "How can you?" And then about five days later, he's like, "We have hired an independent investigation team to investigate myself." And then Roger Goodell very promptly said, "I don't think you can investigate yourself." And everyone said, "Yeah, like duh." So now the NFL is going to be handling an independent investigation. Congress is also apparently investigating. Washington's investigating themselves. The real investigation should be why they changed the Super Bowl years on their logo, but that's a whole other debate that I don't want to have right now. So I'm fine. Why not? Why don't you go ahead and get because into it? Because it's... <sighs> we got three minutes. Jonathan he... Allen loves military tactics, and he's on the commanders. Yes. Match made in heaven. No. Um... He could have been on the Patriots. More like John Ander- jo- Jonathan Allen said something that dumb and went to the University of Alabama. Match made in heaven. Maybe that. Maybe that's a bit too far. Um, anyway, but no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't want to get into that whole thing about the seal. All right, ex- but it's what it's I want to get into. No, is that the greatest selling game of all time? Oh, yes. Wii Sports. Uh, what about Tetris? Um, that no one really buys Tetris. It's the greatest selling game of all time. It's like saying Wordle's a great, great selling game. It's not, not the same thing, Davis. Mm. I feel like no one's going out and buying Tetris anymore. Well, counterpoint, Wii Sports came with the Wii. Yes, but that, that's still a They sale. didn't go out and buy Wii Sports. They bought the Wii. Well, I'm just telling you, it's an irrefutable fact. Wii Sports is the greatest selling game of all time. And it has a sequel now, ladies and gentlemen. And a Nintendo Direct that has just... So much that I would love to talk about, but I don't want to bore everybody. Um, the thing that will probably appeal to the masses is that a game that everyone has probably played, like even my parents, who do not play video games, have probably played Wii Sports at one point or another in the uh, in the 15 years now that it's been out. Goodness gracious. Um, it has a sequel now, and it's going to have some pretty cool stuff. It's coming out uh, this year. It's kind of rolling out in waves with different sports. Of course, your classics like tennis and bowling are back. I know everyone's probably played some Wii Sports, tennis, or bowling in your in your day. But it's also got the sword fighting mm-hmm. from uh, Wii Sports Resort, Resort yeah. which was I, – I cannot tell you how many hours I've sunk into sword fighting, knocking people off that uh, that platform into the water. It's also got soccer. It looks very Rocket League-y, mm. so I don't know. We'll get JP on this one. He might he might lose. Have to leave Moe's yeah, to go play that. Have to leave, leave a few functions to go play some soccer. Um, and you like attach the the Joy-Con to your to your upper to your thigh, I guess, and you're able to kick the ball into the into the net. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also badminton. So like so just tennis. Well, it, well, yeah, but I don't I don't think Wii Sports had singles tennis. It was always doubles. Okay. So this is like singles tennis. Oh, it also has, oh, it has, it has volleyball as well. We'll get Herbert Herbert Veldens on that one. <laughs> it's got something for everybody, okay? 
Um, this is going to be the new the new uh, everyman game. So the six main sports it's rolling with right now are volleyball, badminton, bowling, soccer, tennis, and shambara, which is sword fighting. And then um, it looks like later in the year they're going to add golf as DLC. Will baseball be coming back? I've, I've played a lot of Wii Sports Golf. It's pretty fun. I've also watched a lot of content... Uh, about speedrunning Wii Sports Golf. Have that's you seen that good, video? Yes, that's a great video. Have you seen that video? So that's a great video as well. I'll link to that in the on the Twitter account today if you're interested in that. It is a great video to just throw on. It might put you to sleep, but you might want that, honestly. It's a good while you're eating video. That's true. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those videos that you wouldn't know you were interested in this subject until you start peeling it. That whole channel is awesome. What's his, what's his name? Summoning Salt? Yeah, like Conjuring Pepper or something. Yes, there you go. Um... All right, that's that's what's coming up. We got golf coming up later in the year, oh, and new Mario Kart, man. So baseball is not going to be in it. It doesn't look like baseball is going to be in it. I was an it. animal at Wii Sports Baseball. Man, Wii Sports Baseball, I'm kind of out on. There's there's plenty of other good baseball I was an games. Absolute animal, Davis. Somehow I doubt that. Why All right, that? with that, we're gonna head to a quick Why break. When we return, the return of Compact Discourse for our final segment of the show. We're gonna talk a little news. We're gonna talk a little Black History Month and a whole lot more. So keep it right here on. Wiggle 91.1 FM for the final segment of the show. We'll be back in two minutes with the rest of the episode. Keep it right here on Wiggle 91.1 FM and WiggleFM.com. If you want to talk about Wii Sports, your favorite Wii Sports story, call in at 334-844-9345 or tweet at us at CDiscAU. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hard, joined alongside Alex and Davis here on a Thursday morning. It is the week finale of Compact Discourse here on this first week of February, first full week of February. As we are rolling along, it is already the 10th day of the second month of the year. 2022 is just flying by, as we mentioned earlier in the show and with that we will jump back into things as you know every day this month we have been highlighting a different person from black history to celebrate black history month here in february the best way we know how and today we will be doing just that by highlighting the life of sydney poitier he was born in february of 1927 in miami florida and just recently died so he is a Bahamian-American actor, director, and producer who broke the color barrier in the U.S. motion picture industry by becoming the first African-American to win an Academy Award for Best Actor, and that was for Lilies of the Field in 1963, and he was also the first widely known black movie star. He redefined the roles of African-Americans by rejecting parts that were based on racial stereotypes. Poitier was born prematurely in the United States while his parents were living in the Bahamas. While some references give his birth year was 1924, most uh, references include, including himself, indicate that he was born in 1927. He grew up in the Bahamas and returned to the, as a teenager to the United States where he enlisted in the U.S. Army during World War II and served a brief stint in a medical unit. Upon his discharge, he applied to the American Negro Theater in New York City, refused a place because of his accent. He practiced 
American enunciation while listening to the accents of radio voices and applied to the American Negro Theater six months later. This time he was accepted and began studying his acting while appearing in a series of uh, American Negro Theater productions. In 1964, he made his Broadway debut. Now, his first film was uh, credited... Uh, Dr. Luther Brooks, a black doctor who treats a bigoted white criminal in No Way Out in 1950. The movie established a significant pattern for both Poitier and himself and for the black actors who followed him by refusing roles that played to racial stereotypes. Poitier pushed the restrictive boundaries set by Hollywood and made inroads into the American mainstream. He next appeared on Cry the Beloved Country, and uh, he played a reverend in an apartheid South Africa. Another one of his notable roles was Gregory Miller, an alienated high school student in the 1955 film adaptation of the novel The Blackboard Jungle. Although he had a budding film career, Portier continued to perform in live theater and won critical acclaim in Broadway in 1959 with his starring role in Lorraine Hansberry's A Raisin in the Sun. He also starred in the 1961 film. But it was in 1963 when he uh, won his Academy Award for Lilies of the Field his Academy Award win marked the first time a competitive Oscar had been awarded to an African-American male. Uh, James Baskett had received an honorary Oscar in 1948 for Song of the South. Poitier was also just the second black actor to win an Academy Award. After appearing in the biblical epic The Greatest Story Ever Told, Poitier portrayed a man who befriends a blind girl, and he continued his illustrious movie career into the 1960s and 1970s when he then became a director and continued directing into the 1980s. Uh, after more than a decade-long break from acting, in 1988, Portier performed in the action thrillers Shoot to Kill and Little Nikita. His other films include Sneakers and The Jackal, but most of his later credits were made for television movies. Um, he even played Thurgood Marshall, who we have highlighted on Black History Month earlier in the month, and his final role was The Last Brickmaker in America in 2001, a TV movie about a gridowing widower whose job was becoming obsolete. So, hmm. this guy has his hands all over Hollywood. And not just Hollywood, also abroad. He was appointed the ambassador from the Bahamas to Japan, a position he held until 2007. And also from 2002 to 2007, he was concurrently the ambassador of the Bahamas to UNESCO. So Interesting. Interesting. What a prolific life this guy. I mean, absolutely. He, from the 1940s, he was in World War I. So, in 1950. He has his first role. So for 50 years, this guy was in the film industry as a writer, director, actor. He did it all. He was a big influence for people like Denzel Washington shouts him out in a, like his first Oscar speech. He was a, he's a big influence to a lot of actors and actresses out there, and rightfully so. So that's once again, I encourage you to delve in and do some more research. He's probably been in something or had his hands on something that you've seen. That's Sidney Poitier, if you're having trouble with that spelling, that's P-O-I-T-I-E-R. He is our Black History Month highlight of the day. All right, let's jump into a little more news before we get out of here for today. Let's jump over to basketball, where James Harden wants a trade to the Philadelphia 76ers, but he won't formally request a deal due to concern over public backlash. So way to go, Woj. You really blew it open there. (laughs) Now people know. Hey, man. He's going to get backlash either way. Might as well go ahead and get it. What's up with the Nets, man? Uh, I think it's coaching. I mean, like... Steve doesn't have the chops. He needs to go back to Wii Sports Soccer. Possibly. I think if you had, like, Popovich coaching this team or, like, 
Doc Rivers or something. Someone else. I think they'd be uh, running ISO though. I Davis. think it's. I think it's coaching. There's certain times to run and there's certain times. But also, not. I will say, I think I it's, do like ISO. Just certain. It has to. It's a whole thing. An indication of what the heat of Miami and the Warriors had an effect on the NBA with people thinking you can just mesh any three stars together and win games. This is not, you know, 2K My League, right? This is not how it works. <laughs> the Warriors were a great team that added one great player that molded well into the system. The Heat had one of the best coaches in the NBA in Eric Spolstra, and, and Chris Bosh took a backseat. Dwayne Wade was getting older and also took a backseat. But these teams, they just mesh together three great players and think it's going to work. The Lakers are the best example, and it's blown up in their face. But with the Nets... I think it's the example of three guys who all want to be the number one. You know, Kevin Durant kind of became the number one in Golden State. Curry and Clay both took back seats. But in this right now, and not to mention, you know, imagine imagine you're, you know, you're working on a project with a guy, but a guy can only show up for half the days. That's what the situation is with Kyrie Irving right now. You're running essentially a team for half the half of your games that is different than the team you run on the road because of everything that's gone on with that chaos. So a lot of perfect storm of bad things are happening right now. But again, they're one of those teams that I think they'll be dangerous in the playoffs. But if they get a tough seed, they're going to have to play the Bucks, And the Bucks are looking like the Bucks. And Giannis Boom. just scored 44 points against the Lakers and looked unstoppable. He is unstoppable. He might just be the best player in the NBA at this point. Good take. Right now in the East, the Heat are on top of the conference. The Bucks are just a half game back, though. The Bulls have fallen to a full game back, and they are tied with the Cavs for the three and four spot. Right there, the Sixers are two and a half games back out of first. They are 32 and 22. The Nets are clinging onto that eighth seed. They have lost nine straight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Raptors are trending upward. They have won seven straight. Over in the Western Conference, you got the Suns still on top of things. Warriors lost last night. They still boast a 41 and 14 record, but they are three and a half games out of that first place spot. A pretty big gulf between the uh, next four teams. They are all on winning streaks. The Grizzlies have won three straight. The Jazz have won four straight. The Mavs have won three straight, and the Nuggets have won two straight. That is your three through six spots in the Western Conference. So it's the Suns versus the World out west, and the Heat, Bucks, and Bulls all vying for to be the kings of the east. That's what your uh, NBA is looking like right now. The Hornets and Nets are tumbling out of the playoffs right as we speak. It's a very chaotic uh, east and west conference, but it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch right now. But, I mean, I really think the teams to beat are the Bucks and the Warriors. I don't think there's anybody else that's playing as good a basketball as those two teams are. But, I mean... I'm also very confused at how the Sixers are doing what they're doing right now because they're missing one of their players. Not Mm -hmm. like a bench player. They're missing a guy that played a significant role. Now, you could certainly argue Ben Simmons was essentially useless when he was on the court. I won't won't get into that. But it's just crazy how it's gone. And then again, the Heat, you know, Eric Spolster doing what Eric Spolster does. But I really think the Bucs are one of the teams to beat. They've just had injuries be a big problem. Again, with – I'm looking at it right now and has – Middleton's, or I guess they're only 44 and 43 games, but it looks like they've had some injury issues as well. But because with their only, the only guy playing the most games is Pat Conton with 53. Wesley Matthews only played in 27. But, and then you also got Dante DiVincenzo with only 17. But I think that is probably the team to beat there. But it's going to be a crazy, crazy uh, final, final stretch of the playoffs. Yeah, the Lakers as well. They are four games under 500 for the first time since 2019. And they were bad in 2019. Oh, yeah. And LeBron's out here wearing like a flannel hat to celebrate. I don't know. You got the Buckeyes hat. <laughs> He's got like a like a trench coat and a flannel hat. 
awesome. Weird. All right. Well, that is going to do it for Compact Discourse this week. Thanks to Alex and Davis for joining us. When's, uh, when's, when's your... Uh, your show coming out. Uh, it'll release tomorrow at noon. That's your Valentine's Day episode. So you can get some movies to watch if you're, you know, trying to cope with a with a with a with a sad Valentine's Day, or better yet, trying to you know change things up on a, an exciting Valentine's. Hey, Day. Hey, if you don't have plans on Monday, ladies basketball does have one of their final home games of the season against the Florida Gators. So yes, they do. If you don't have if you don't have a, a significant other to spend the day with, come on, come on down because. Auburn Ladies Basketball loves you, and we love Auburn Ladies Basketball. There we go. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening to Compact Discourse this week, ladies and gents. Thank you, Alex and Davis, for joining me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna, from WeagleFM.com, or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break for every free. Wherever podcasts are heard on your player of choice, I use Overcast. It's quite good. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U for links to the podcast, important information about the show, and uh, some exciting pictures that uh, are companions to the show. You can also join the conversation on Twitter at CDiscAU. Tweet at us and join Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might also want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram. That's at WEGL underscore AU. Weagle underscore AU. we got concerts on campus tonight, so follow us on Instagram to check out all the information about that. Uh, and with that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, Alex Houston, we had Griggs on the show this week as well. Everyone that joined us on the show this week, please... And thank you to all of them. It's been another exciting week of Compact Discourse. All right, we're going to get out of here for today. We will talk at you next week, Monday at 8 a.m. for another exciting week of Compact Discourse. This has been Jack Hart. I'm signing off for the booth today. As always, folks, War Eagle, go watch Auburn basketball against Texas A&M, 11 a.m. Saturday morning. That's it, folks. I'm out of here. behind you.